You're listening to Simply Stogies, a podcast dedicated to the cigar enthusiast. Light up a stogie, sit back, relax, while James brings you along on his cigar journey. Simply Stogies will review cigars, discuss topics that cigar aficionados find important, sit down with guests from across the industry, and we'll probably learn a few things along the way. Now, here's your host of Simply Stogies, James. Welcome to Simply Stogies. I am your host, James. This is a bonus episode of Simply Stokies, and I will explain to you why in just a moment. But before I do, make sure you go to OxfordCigarCompany.com. Use coupon code Simply Stogies. When you do, you'll get 15% off anything in your cart. That's right, anything at all. When you go to OxfordCigarCompany.com and you use coupon code Simply Stogies, all one word. Like I said at the top, this is a bonus episode. Uh, The weekend of May 13th, 14th, I was in Ashland, Kentucky for the second annual My Old Kentucky Herf, uh, which was uh, put on by Dwight Atkins, the uh, owner of Fat Ash Cigar Lounge in Ashland, Kentucky. You can go check out my review of Fat Ash Cigar Lounge over at simplystogies.com there on the website. It's a great lounge. It is reflected in the score, I promise you. Uh, it scored very high. And a lot of that is due to Dwight and his vision and his his vision of community and his vision of the culture that he's trying to cultivate there at Fat Ash Cigar Lounge. And that, that really kind of carried over uh, to the mild Kentucky herf. Now, like I said, this was the second annual My Old Kentucky Herf, uh, and it, it was a great time. Uh, in this episode, you're going to hear from a lot of different people. You're going to hear from uh, Greg from Fuerte y Libre, uh, boutique as fuck, as Jeremy Castagli would say. You're going to hear from Andy Yaffe and McAuliffe, uh, McAuliffe Cigars. Uh, you're going to hear from our old friend, uh, Nick Cirrus. Uh, if you've been listening to the Cuban sub-series this year, myself and Nick are having a fun time doing that. And this is actually the first time that I got to uh, meet Nick in person. And he's he's a great guy. In fact, everyone there was fantastic. Oscar Valadares, got to speak with him. Uh, I also got to speak with Luciano Amareles uh, from Ace Prime. Uh, and just an absolute, everybody was so fantastic. They were so giving and so um just easy to work with because it was busy and there were a lot of people there and I want to, and then of course I I talked to Dwight Atkins uh, and and he tells us, uh, you know, all all of the, what goes into it, uh, doing the herf and, and what his vision was and kind of what's up, you know, for next year. But everyone there was very, very fun. Everyone there was very kind. Everyone there was, it was just a great place to be. Uh, next year, May uh, of 2023, it's going to be May. Uh, it's going to be the weekend of Mother's Day. The 12th, 13th is when the um, third annual My Old Kentucky Herf is going to go on next year. I, I'm telling you guys, you need to make plans to go. And and this is mentioned, I think, throughout the interviews. These quick 10, 15 minute interviews I do with folks. Um, there at my old Kentucky Herf, you know, in the Midwest, especially 
cigar events are usually put on at a lounge and it's, you know, just one manufacturer. And then when you have larger events, uh, like the, the, uh, Bruce city cigar fest or the Nebraska cigar fest, it's six, seven, maybe eight vendors. Not like you might get, um, you might get somebody from a boutique brand there like uh Christoph, but you never get you never get the big guys there. You never ever see a Luciano Morales there. Now he will come. I know he was in St. Louis for a couple of events at a lounge, but that was an Ace Prime Crown Heads event. Uh it, but you never see the big guys. Here there were over 20 vendors. And you had guys like um you had guys like Luciano, you had guys like Oscar, you had guys like Nick Cirrus, you had, you had Risty from JSK. So you had big guys in the industry there for a, a, a large event and for 20 plus vendors, you know, you put this on and again, I don't want to make this sound like Ashland is in the middle of nowhere, but I can say that Ashland is in the middle of nowhere because I live in the middle of nowhere. And it really is an oasis in a desert of cigar lounges. I think the the nearest true cigar lounge uh, is a couple of hours from where Fat Ash is located in Ashland, Kentucky. And, and it is a destination spot. And so they knew, Dwight knew he had to make the mild Kentucky Herf a destination event. And it absolutely is. I am telling you guys, make your plans now. Uh, May 2023. Uh, May 12th and 13th, the My Old Kentucky Herf. It'll be the third annual. I don't know who all's going to be there yet, but I know that it's going to be a lot of fun uh, and everyone is welcome. Manufacturers, if you're listening to this, uh, you know, Dwight's going to give his number at the end. It'll be in the show notes. Uh, make sure if you want to, if you're interested in, in, in coming, I'm telling you, it's a good time. It is a lot of fun. And it's like Nick said uh, when you listen to his interview. Um, he, he prefers this because he gets to talk to, to the consumer directly. So if you're interested in, in that, make sure that you contact Dwight Atkins. Um, but here are all of the interviews. And I hope you enjoy them, guys. I'm telling you right now, it was a blast. I hope I see you there next year. We're at Ashland, Kentucky, the My Old Kentucky Herb, uh, sponsored by Fat Ash Cigar Lounge, Ashland, Kentucky. Got to stop down, but I'm here with Greg Free from Fuerta y Libre Cigars. As Jeremy Castagli would say, boutique is fuck. Tell us a little bit about your cigar brand. So we're based in Virginia, northern Virginia, up near Washington, D.C. All of our cigars are made in a small factory in, right outside Santiago in the Dominican Republic. That factory's never produced an American brand before, but they've been around since the 70s. So they've been working with us for over four years. We got cigars in the country three years ago for the first time. We now have five lines. We'll be releasing two new lines this year. What made you get into the cigar business? A really good woman. That is a really good woman. So I was uh, smoking a cigar in my cold garage in January. Got my garage door cracked. I got a heater in front of me. My wife came out just to hang out a little bit. She starts shivering. She's like, what are you doing out here? This is ridiculous. And I said, I'm just enjoying my cigar. And she said, you don't even have music on. Like, if, why are you here alone? And I said, I'm just really enjoying the cigar. And she goes, what are you ever going to do with your passion for cigars? And I said, you know, I've always thought about starting a brand. 
And she goes, that's great. What have you done to that end? And I said, I've always thought about starting a brand. And she said, that's not a very good effing idea. So she sat there kind of in her head for another five minutes. At the end of it, she said, tomorrow, I want you to set up a fund. And every two weeks, we're going to put money in there. And then when you're ready to start your brand, you'll be fully capitalized. So that was in 2012. In 2013, the money started to grow. And I was like, I better start a brand. So I started working on the federal side. Finally got cigars in the country in 2019. It'll be three years this month. It'll be our our three-year anniversary for having cigars. That's awesome. Tell us a little bit about the blends. Like, what was the first cigar you released? And you've got a new one coming out, you said. Yeah, so the, the very first cigar released is Bodacious. All of our cigar names are inspired by famous PBR Rodeo Bulls. Um, but that first cigar, I didn't blend myself, didn't know enough about it. Smoked cigars for 30 years, but it's a very inter- it's a very art-based process, in my opinion. So they created a blend for me that met my palate, and it's basically it's Dominican filler, Dominican binder, and it came in an Ecuadorian Habano and an Ecuadorian Maduro wrapper. So that cigar did very well, and then COVID hit. So we slowed down our growth. I didn't go full-time with the company until March of last year. So since that started, we've released multiple lines. We've got five now. Those other two lines will kind of fill out our palate range. We'll have a true mild coming out in the next two months, and then we'll have a true full coming out in the, in the late fall. What's that learning curve like for you going from, I want to start a cigar company to, I think I'm going to blend a cigar. So you, you watch people blend for one thing and you learn, but also I'm working with a factory that's never had an American brand. So I'm teaching them the American palate. And when we came out with uh, the Sun Country, and we just released that new Vitola two weeks ago, that blend is double Dominican Lajero in the core, Mexican San Andres wrapper leaf blended into the Dominican filler, a Dominican binder, and an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper. And when I described my thoughts on creating this blend, they had a, a kind of a sidebar in Spanish, which I understand more than I can speak. And what they said during that conversation was, he's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's doing. That cigar will never sell. And he's probably going to be out of business soon. That blend turned out to be our number one seller. And that's why we just released it in a Corona, because the blend just works so well. But it's so I was teaching them. So I'm learning, and then I'm, and then I'm bringing that American kind of cigar palette to them. And they also said it was blasphemous because I was putting a full-bodied core inside of a mild wrapper. So it's it's that we're educating each other on both sides, and we're doing some really exciting stuff with blends. I, I don't think there's another blend like it. It's just fantastic. Because it used to be back in the day, and I think most of our listeners would agree, when you smoke a mild cigar, it's, oh, great, it's mild, and it's cardboard, and it's boring. Yours is anything but. I agree. It's, it's It kind of sneaks up on you. And when I after they said all that, I said, and they play a lot of baseball in the Dominican Republic. A lot of the guys in the factory are on a team. They have a great time. And I said, you know, you know when you're out on the field and it's a bright, sunny day, and then you see a bolt of lightning come out of a cloudless sky? That's what I want this blend to be like. And they still st- thought it was crazy. And I said, let's just go back to the factory. Let's just pick some leaves. Let's put this together and, and start working it. And we did. They were like, it's pretty good. Uh refined it a little bit they still just thought it was pretty good now it's our top seller and now when i go back to the factory all the guys are smoking it on the floor it's their favorite cigar it went from this guy's an idiot to he might be an idiot savant he he might be onto something here (laughs) how important are these events to a small brand like fuerte libre 
they're the most important thing we do. You know, we're not here to make money. We're here to make friends because we've got to get people to try our cigar. It's a brand new brand. Uh, we're in just over 60 stores now, so a very small brand. But we're traveling the country trying to get the word out, and these events are critical to that process. How many events do you do or have planned for this year? Uh, we've already done two big ones. We did a boutique cigar festival at Underground Cigar in Dallas. That was fantastic. This one's fantastic. We've got another couple events coming up later in the year. So a big event probably once a quarter, but we're, we're traveling 75% of the time. We're always on the road. Let me ask you this. In the grand scheme of events, where does this fit? Small, medium, large? Well, for size, this is a medium cigar event. You know, I do, a, I do some smaller events where a shop will bring in three or four brands at the shop. But when you put it in a venue like this, where you can smoke, plenty of parking, great food. I don't know if you've had it, but it's fantastic. Um, and just bringing people together from all over. This, it's not, size doesn't matter. In this case, it really doesn't. This is the perfect size. You know, I'm meeting a couple hundred new people. Hopefully, I'll pick up another 15 people that love the brand. I've already had people come back because once I describe this blend, and that's what we're handing out today, they want to try it. And they've come. everyone that comes back is like, I love it. I have a ton of questions for Greg, but we don't have a lot of time on this episode. Uh, so I'm going to have you on for a full episode soon. If there's one thing you want folks to know about Fuerte y Libre, what is it? Support small business in America and realize that the only competition I have is the federal government, just like everybody else in here. So we're all together in this. We're all friends on the outside. There's no, there's no one fighting against each other because we all realize there's a bigger enemy that's trying to attack us. How worried are you about the FDA and what they're trying to do? I think I'm less worried than a lot, uh, but I live in the Washington, D.C. area. I go and visit my congressmen and my senators, um, so I have a little bit of information in the background that everybody doesn't have. I, I really believe there's going to be a premium cigar exemption. I believe they won't have to do pre-market testing. Uh, I think that we're jumping through all these hoops now so that we're ready. But I honestly think it's going to fall by the wayside. I think the biggest risk is to infuse cigars, uh, and we don't have infused cigars. But I'm not taking anything away from those companies. They're some of the top-selling brands in the world. I would hate to see them go away, but I think that's where the threat lies. I wish you the best. The great cigars. Check them out. Fuerte Libre, Greg Free. Thank you very much. We'll have you on an episode soon. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm here with Andy Yaffe. National Sales Director for McAuliffe Cigars. Andy, you guys are going back to PCA this year. We are going back to PCA this year. We're very excited about it. What changed? You know, we just feel like we're ready to go back and, you know, get behind the cigar, you know, the cigar industry. PCA has been fighting for cigar rights for the old industry, and we, we just felt like we're ready. You know, last year with the whole COVID situation, you know, we just didn't feel as a company we were prepared to go to the PCA last year and do justice. Where this year, we had a year to put stuff together, to put together a plan, and we were just pumped to go back. How did COVID affect you guys? I know it affected the whole industry, but what challenges did you guys specifically have to overcome? Well, I mean, the biggest challenges during COVID was the fact that no one could go to cigar shops for a while. Everything was closed. That's when we came out with the ultimate inventory. And we came out with all those media podcasts and the ambassador group videos and shows. I mean, we, we had to pivot to get around it to make sure that our consumers were still getting the information and cigars they needed from McAuliffe. So that's what we had to do. But, you know, at the end of the day, 
with COVID and people sitting at home, they were able to smoke more. And there was, there was pretty much a boom in the industry. And we were just fortunate enough to be growing at the same time that was happening to where we could get cigars in people's hands. And we were kind of prepared from an inventory standpoint too, where a lot of guys weren't prepared for that. We were already prepared for growth. So we were kind of ready uh, for, you know, to supply the, the demand. Speaking of people being at home, not being able to get to lounge, just trying to get the information to the consumer, how important are events like this? Oh, this is fantastic. So Dwight, who's the owner of Fat Ash, he took a gamble last year by doing this right as COVID restrictions were easing up. He said, we've been, a, we've been inside for over a year. We haven't had the ability to come together and socialize as smokers. Let's do a herf. You know, and it, it exceeded his expectations last year. And all these people, a lot of these people that were here tonight, today, were here last year too. And they're like, man, I'm so glad that we did this last year. It left an imprint in me because it was somebody who was able to go out of, out of his way to make sure to bring cigar smokers together. So, I mean, this is, this is like normal times right now in here. And there's 200 people here having a great time socializing with each other. With the cigar manufacturers, there's 25 of us here today. Uh, we're, we couldn't be more happy to be here. It's interesting because a lot of these events are smaller, usually four to five manufacturers. So it's very rare, at least from what I have seen, to see 20 or more manufacturers in one spot because nobody likes to share the spotlight. Exactly. But you guys are like, whatever. Like our product will stand on its own. Absolutely. So with, with PCA right around the corner, do you have any surprises for people at PCA? Oh yeah, we're gonna have a couple surprises. We're gonna have we're gonna have something brand new for the market. Uh, there's some viewers that might know what that is already or have an idea. I'm not gonna spoil it yet. And then we're gonna also have something else that's gonna be special for our consumers and our ambassadors that you'll see in the fall. We won't be selling that so much at the at the show, but we're gonna be showcasing it. If you're not a McAuliffe ambassador, you can become one. Tell everybody where to go to become an ambassador. Go to McAuliffeCigars.com. Ambassadors are at the top. You you just drag that down and sign up. It's great. You get a cool little challenge coin with your number on it, and then you're invited to the family. It's a community. It's a family of McAuliffe smokers, and we just we love all of them. We love doing it. Yeah, you guys are great. You guys always give information out to the ambassadors first. It's great that you have that communication with them. For somebody who hasn't smoked McAuliffe, what do you want them to know about the brand? You know, we're a five-year-old company. We're still fairly new. The biggest thing I want our consumers to know is that we are fighting for brick-and-mortar rights. We don't sell to the big online guys. We sell direct to brick-and-mortars the family-owned businesses that are the backbone of this company. And the reason we believe in that so much is because people like Dwight at Fat Ash supply a place for you to go smoke your favorite cigar. Absolutely. It's been a couple years since you've been on the podcast. We're going to have you back on soon. Andy, thank you so much. Thank you, James. Appreciate everybody. I'm here at the My Old Kentucky Herb with Oscar Valadares. Oscar. Welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're busy. No, thank you. Thank you for the interview, man. Tell me about some of the new stuff you got coming out because I've smoked the McFly. It's awesome. I've smoked this this series, the... Um, yeah, the, 
tell me about the Cicerón series. Cicerón series is like a collaboration of very famous artists from Honduras. So put together, you know, like five different paintings. So every year I change it. So it's five different paintings every time. So it's like collection boxes, a beautiful colors, beautiful art. So, you know, the idea is you have the boxes of cigars, but you can use it. So you can put, you know, it's like frame. So you can use it in your house and a beautiful art. And of course, it's a great cigar too. It, they are great cigars, they're absolutely fantastic. Talk to me about the McFly. The branding is on point, very retro, reminds me of the 80s. But the cigar is phenomenal. Talk about the marketing behind it, your thought process behind that, and then the blend. Yeah, you know, uh, McFly is like the 80s. I have a Superfly, it's like 70s, so McFly is like 80s. So, you know, it's like inspiration about the movie, you know, all that kind of stuff. But the blend is really, really good because it's like natural wrapper from Mexico. Normally you have like Maduro wrapper. This is more lighter, a lot of flavor. And it's uh, in the filler, you have Dominican, Nicaragua, and Honduran tobacco and a bundle from Nicaragua. So it's a great combination of flavor, sweetness, creamy, power. It's a really good cigar too. It really is. Are you going to be at the PCA this year? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I am there. Actually, I have uh, two more brands coming to the market. So I celebrate on the 10th anniversary. So it's coming a 10th anniversary cigar with a, a couple more surprises. So you're going to have a couple surprises for us at the PCA. All right, so I'm looking forward to that. How important are events like this? Like this is probably a medium-sized event. How important is it for you to get out and talk to the consumer? You know, for me, every event is very important. You never know, you know. It's like, uh, I sell cigars in Latin America, the Caribbean too. Sometimes uh, I have a customer, very small customer, and soon later I have a store in the airport, it's uh, the best customer. I really like it, that event is growing and it's growing and I hope so I am here next year because it's a lot of people, a lot of smokers and I really enjoy it, man. It's, it's amazing. I mean, I like it. I like it. Talk about the challenges with COVID. We're coming out of it. I hope. Keep your fingers crossed. Like what challenges did you see specifically for your company uh, during COVID and then coming out of it and coming to these events, it's got to be a breath of fresh air, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's a really hard time, you know, because and Honduras uh, impact a lot. So I closed in the factory for a couple months, you know, and later like, uh, you know, put everything for the people to make sure it's safe, you know, all of uh, you know, gel, gloves, a lot of stuff, uh, vaccines for everybody. So it's a, bit, a little bit tough, you know, I think it's for everybody, you know, no, people not have any idea what's going on. But now it's more relaxing, you know. Uh, actually, I, right now I'm working at a, a small school in the factory because a lot of people left so right now i have like a school i i, I teach in the people how to make a cigar so i have my factory and i have a school for the people how learning cigar in my town so that's great you know right now it's like really good because you come back you know like normal and you know making events talk to the people you know it, it's hard but right now it's coming up a lot of people in america know how COVID affected them and for the most part, first world problem, right? We're just stuck at home, this sucks. I don't. But in Honduras, it was a lot different. You guys shut everything down. And like you said, now you're you're having to train new people how to roll cigars. When do you think you'll be back up to 100% like full production? People like, all right, I know what I'm doing. I'm good to go. Actually, right now it's like full production, but a lot of protection. Everybody use masks. Everybody need the vaccines. 
you know, a lot of protocol for protection for the people. So I don't know, man, maybe one, two years, maybe coming to normal. Here in America, you don't use masks anymore. In Honduras, you use it. And if you don't have the mask, you don't have the vaccines, you don't can go in anywhere. So it's, it's what's going on. But I think so, like two years, you know, maybe change everything. Is that because we're in the second boom right now, right? People are still staying home, not really going out. They're smoking more cigars than ever. So it's got to be hard for you to try to keep up with production. Are you seeing bottlenecks or anything like that? Mm-hmm. No, no, you know, it's coming like normal right now. And uh, it's growing, you know. Uh, it's coming with that situation really tough, but now it's coming up, you know, and I don't have any problem with the production right now. Uh, I tell you, you know, I have the school and I have a lot of pairs, so I'm fine for now. Yeah. Perfect. I'm looking forward to getting you on the podcast, having a full episode with you, Oscar. Thank you very much for taking the time. Great cigars. Check it out. Oscar Valadares cigars. Thank you very much. Thank you, man. Thank you. Uh, I'm here with Nick Zaris, LH Cigars. Nicholas, it's good to actually meet you in person finally. That's true. We've known each other for about a year. First time we're meeting in person. But How important are these events to LH Cigars? This, to me, is the most important thing because when you have a brand that doesn't have the exposure that other brands get, you know, whether it's marketing or what have you, um, the key, because I do believe so much in my cigars, the key is to get into people's hands. So events like this, I would do one every day if I could, because I can hand sell them, hand them into people's hands, and I make a new customer every time. So I don't know if I would do this every day. I would be tired. I'm already tired. I am, but for me, it's a labor of love. I really would do this every day because I know if I get into somebody's hands, you know, I'm going to make a new fan, or at least a good percentage of those people into fans. So this is really important for me. In the post-COVID world, we hope it's post-COVID, fingers crossed. Are these events more important now than they were three years ago? Well, I think it's great for people that finally can get out and about. And so you see people coming out and feeling more comfortable or more normal, in air quotes, you know, normal. But I think it's great for the people to be out as well and to get the chance to meet, you know, the people and meet the people that make the cigars. You know, you got a lot of people here. You just were at Oscar. You got Luciano. It's great. They get to meet the people. So it's a great experience on both ends. Let's talk about this event specifically. You drove eight hours to get here. I think I drove 10 hours to get here. It's a great event. Dwight did a great job putting this on. And normally when I talk about cigar events, it's four or five manufacturers. Manufacturers, for the most part, don't like to share the spotlight. But there's 20, 25 manufacturers here. And I just saw you talking with Luciano. You guys looked like you were deep in conversation, sharing cigars. Is that common where one manufacturer goes, hey, why don't you try my stuff, try your stuff? Well, uh, there's always exceptions to the rules, certain manufacturers that, for whatever reason, seem that they're on their little soapbox. But to be honest, the majority of manufacturers, we're all here because we love what we do. And it's a sharing of the minds, a sharing of the cigars, and a sharing of philosophies so for me it's great you know i never met luciano before but i can tell him and i are going to be fast friends so there's a mutual respect i have respect for every manufacturer out there and um i just think it's great to be able to meet the people put the face behind it and uh you know be all on the same common ground what i really love about this show with i've said in the past i'm not a real fan of the pca and things like that the difference here if you notice there's 20 vendors they each have the same size table. We're all common here. So if a guy doesn't know anybody, that's why I always love the Dortmund show and, and 
because people will go up and they'll say, you know, okay, Fuente, everybody knows Fuente, but maybe they don't. They see an LH, they'll try, and I've had it, you know, where somebody will know a much more well-known brand. I'll be standing right next to the guy and they'll come up to me and go, Nick, I love your cigar. And this, and the other guy who's like been in the business forever, I don't want to embarrass anybody. And they're like, hey, what about me? You know, and it's like, that's what's great about it. We're on a level playing field and we all have an opportunity. And, you know, the great thing is there's so many great cigars being made today. And, uh, you know, we're in that another great resurgence of cigar. So people get to try all kinds of different things. And there's so many different palettes and there's something for everybody. So I just want to get into, a, you know, somebody's humidor just to be there just a little bit. So every now and then they'll try my cigar. I'm happy enough with just that. I find that is common among the brands that I love where they're like, I know I'm not going to be the only cigar in your humidor. Just smoke mine every once in a while. Other brands are like, why are you buying anybody else? Just smoke mine. Is it a just a mentality thing with business and how you perceive the consumer or is it narcissism? What do you think it is? Well, there's a lot of egos in this business. Um, there are certain people that will literally take a cigar out of your mouth and give you theirs and say, don't smoke that crap, smoke my cigar. I would never, ever, ever, ever do something like that. I just think it's so disrespectful to any cigar brand. But there are people that just feel that it should be the only humidor, in the, the only cigar in the humidor. If the PCA went away tomorrow, do you think you would see more events like this pop up across the nation? Because like I said, it's typically in the Midwest, four to five manufacturers, this is very, very large. Do you think you would see more of these pop up? I would hope that that would happen. I mean, these are great. These regional, I call them mini big smokes, you know, because people come around, they go around to the different manufacturers, they get their, you know, included cigar with their entrance. It's a great value for consumers. It gets the manufacturers a chance to meet the people and uh, also get to try their cigars. This is, for me, I, not that I want to see the PCA go away because they do a lot of good. However, to get for more boutique brands and brands that don't have, say, the awareness or the marketing budgets behind them, this is a chance to get people to smoke those as well. So you'd rather talk to the consumer than a retailer? Yes, absolutely. The difference is this. When you walk into a retailer, there's so many different brands out there. You got about 20 seconds, if they'll even give you the time of day, to even give it a shot. Because, you know, I understand the retailer's uh, point of view. They, they hear from so many different people. It's, it's tiring. So in this case, I'm going to the consumer's direct through a retail in this case, which is the best way. They're trying my cigars and then they'll go back to their shop and go, hey, man, I tried that cigar. I tried his cigar. I tried Are you going to carry it? Do you not carry it? That is what makes people buy cigars. It makes the shops want to carry them. So this is the ultimate type of selling floor platform for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. It looks like you did some good business today. Yes, it was a very good show so far, and uh, it was great. I'm glad to be a part of it. I think Dwight runs an incredible shop, uh, a very kind-hearted person that really understands the philosophy behind cigars, which is to bring everybody together. Everybody is family. You walk in, you're not like, you get certain shops, you walk in and they look at you like, what are you doing here? You don't belong. It's quite the opposite with Dwight. And when I've been in this humidor now for about a year, uh, it's great to be a part of this family. Definitely community-focused. Nick Saris, we'll have you back on. And like, I think, actually, this will come out after we've already talked. First of the month, uh, join me and Nick as we talk about everything Cuba and Cuban cigars. Nick Saris, great to have you on. Thank you. Always a pleasure. I'm here with Luciano Morales from Ace Prime. 
Luciano, welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much, my friend. It was always a pleasure to see you. Yeah, we met last year at the trade show. It was awesome. You're going to be at the PCA again this year, and you're going to have some surprises for some folks? Yeah, absolutely. We have some very special surprises this year. Uh, between our both companies, Crown Heads and Ace Prime, we have six new cigars being launched at the trade show. Very much looking forward for this show. I believe it's going to be one of the best. How important, and I think I've asked most of the manufacturers who are here this question, how important are these type of events, especially post-COVID? Well, I'm biased about Fedesh because this is one of my go-to places. When they have any event and they invite me, I always try to make it because I am a huge fan of Dwight, his family, everything that he does here. Uh, but this event is amazing, man. It's a multi-vendor event. We have people from everywhere. And the attendance is always like high, and are, these are real cigar smokers, cigar gigs, people that are really looking for quality. And we are blessed, man, just kind of to see our products. As you can see, our table is almost sold out. Uh, amazing, you know? Yeah, there was a bottleneck for a while right here at your table, which is fantastic for you. Let me ask you this, because it was funny, because Dwight's like, oh, you drove 10 hours to get here. I was like, yeah. Luciano flew in from Nicaragua. I'm like, well, he wins. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I came from Nicaragua, heading to uh, Dominican tomorrow, just in a crazy life of traveling and uh, trying to get the best tobacco, grow the best tobacco to make the best cigar. What do you prefer? Do you prefer events where you can speak directly to the consumer? Or do you prefer like the PCA where you get to talk to the retailer? Which one do you like more? That's a tough question. I like, I like both, to be honest. You know, I think when we are at PCA, we have the opportunity to talk to the retailer uh, out of the, you know, schedule events and stuff, because not everybody does events. And that's very important because the retailer needs to understand uh, your product to be able to sell it. So he needs to kind of have a feeling and, and go through the experience of smoking a cigar. So the more like one-on-one -on -one interaction I have the retailer, the better. Now. Being with a consumer is fantastic. I think for any manufacturer, it's a, it's a huge opportunity. Manufacturers don't come to this type of events, they are missing a lot because talk to the consumer, you got the temperature of what they think of your product. It's the real deal, you know? And you know me a little bit, so I don't like the bullshit. So whenever they ask questions, I love to answer them, you know, and try to educate more and more the consumer. And in my opinion, that's the key. I agree, I think the key is the consumer. I think it's important the PCA does a lot of good work uh, legislatively, but I think when you can get to the consumer and have that one-on-one -on -one with them, I think that's a little bit better. Now, you just came out recently with some new sizes of the Dreamer. Uh, the Dreamer was specifically a Lancero for the longest time. Tell me about the thought process. Why did you want to change it? Why did you want to add more sizes? That's very simple. This was truly organic in a sense that when we launched the Lancero, was just a limited series. And not because of the tobacco, because we grow everything that's in that Lancero. But because I always heard this, in my opinion, fallacy that Lanceros don't sell. I think uh, we don't have that many good Lanceros in the market because building Lanceros is always a, a, a very big, big challenge. So you have to make sure that cigar draws. And usually when you work with long leaves to build a Lancero, the cigar gets plugged right in the middle. So we have to find a technique that would solve that issue. Also, the flavor. The tip of the leaf always have more intensity. It's always more nicotine, always more flavor than the bottom. 
So usually when people smoke a Lancero, they notice that as they smoke, the cigar mellows so much that at the end, you almost have no flavor. So how could we change that? So we start using smaller Lijeros, smaller leaves, and intersect them, place them in different positions to make sure you have consistency of flavor and you have the perfect draw. So after we start doing that, we noticed that it was more and more people demanding to smoke that Lancero. And then we turned that Lancero into a regular production. And then we sold hundreds of thousands of that Lancero uh, in 2020. And then basically the market was asking for a new size of that same taste profile. But it took us almost 10 months to actually come out with those sizes. Because it's very easy for you to kind of create a blend in a 50 gauge and go smaller into a Lancero. Now build a Lancero and go up to a 52, that's a challenge. Because if I'm using two, v two visos into a Lancero, how many visos I have to put to have that same strength and taste profile to a 52? It's very expensive cigar to make and very difficult to replicate that same taste profile. So we work really hard into the fermentation process into shorting the, the right primes for each Vitola. So it took us a long time to get where we got, and I couldn't be more blessed, man. People are recognizing the, the value and quality. A lot of folks don't understand how much goes into the blending, and it is harder to go from the smaller Vitola to the larger. Much easier to go from the larger to smaller. What's your favorite size in the new one? I know I asked you this earlier, but what's your favorite size in, in the new uh, new sizes? Oh, it's definitely the Hermosa number four. You know, I, I, I love the 50 gauge. It's if wasn't for if wasn't for the fact that we started with a Lancero, that would be the Vitola that would start blending on, which is generally I blend on 50 because that's my, uh, my my jam right there. That's awesome. So we're gonna see you at the PCA. How does COVID kind of impacted you guys? Are you coming out of it? Is everything good now? Is production up to 100%? Because people here in America, like I've talked to some of the other manufacturers, first world problems. We're stuck at home, and it's a lot different in Nicaragua and Honduras and the Dominican. How did that affect you guys? Brother, I never stopped. I have to go to Nicaragua, stay there, and I've been staying there for most of my time. Uh, I had to fly into Honduras, cross the border, fly into Costa Rica, cross the border. I did crazy things during the during COVID just to be able to be there at the factory. So, uh, but we, we can complain, you know, like we've been, you know, steadily growing. And uh, we basically, last year, we doubled our production. Uh, and, and, you know, the market's been receiving really, really well. And we are very excited about this year too, because we know we're launching new products, all core lines. So we're very excited. I want to ask you this because this is a different question than what I'm going to ask anybody else because it's specific to you. In the last year, you've blown up. You have gotten so big in the cigar industry. What's that like? Like to go from, I'm just a guy who's blending cigars to, no, no, you're Luciano. Like you're the Luciano. How is that different? How have you, has there been an adjustment period for you? Hey, listen, that's a weird thing to talk about, right? Uh, but I'll tell you this. I, I, I spent many years of my life working in a completely different sector than, than cigars. And fortunately, I got recognition in, in, in that area of my job, which is a little bit out of that bubble of the tobacco world. I say this because one of the things that I grew up with, one of the values that I tried to instill in my daughters as well, is always to be truthful to who you are. My grandpa used to say that we have three images what people think we are, of what we think of ourselves, and who we truly are. The more aligned these images are, the happier you are. So I try to kind of be myself in every single situation. 
like I, I'm not a different man than 10 years ago. What changed now, maybe more recognition on the tobacco from the tobacco industry of the quality of our tobacco that we grow, from the cigars that we make, from the brands that we put out there. And I just take that very kind of lightly, you know. I take it as a blessing, and God has been taking care of, uh, of our business, of us. And, uh, you know, I'll always be the same person. That's my answer. That's a great answer. That's the way everybody should be. Luciano, thank you so much for your time. We're going to get you on the podcast, full episode, I promise. Very, very soon, probably after the trade show, but we'll see you at the trade show. Thank you, Luciano. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so I have finally pinned down Dwight Atkins, owner of Fat Ash Cigar, and the man, the myth, the legend behind this event, the My Old Kentucky Herf here in Ashland, Kentucky. Dwight, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, James. I'm I'm thrilled that you're here. Normally, we're sitting down and we're talking, and each of us, uh, you know, have a microphone, but we're up and around here at the My Old Kentucky Herf. And this is awesome. If you have never been to the My Old Kentucky Herf, this is the second annual, what was what started this because this was last year 2021 i wouldn't say the height of the pandemic but people were hopeful we'd come out of it and then we didn't and now this year it looks like it is what possessed you to go through this it wasn't so much as uh possessed i had thought about it and really wanted to do it we opened our lounge in 2017 and it was a dream of mine to do a multi-vendor event it just uh, was very hard to put together because everybody's schedule was so convoluted. And to get all these principals and cigar reps to be available to do a multi-vendor event is practically impossible. But God is good, and with God, all things are possible. And it, this, this, ep, this pandemic created an opportunity. Nobody was scheduled was full. Nobody was doing anything. Nobody was going anywhere. And it started to ease up. And as soon as it started to ease up and people started, it got to be cigar season. I just contacted uh, all these reps. They're like, yeah, we got nothing. Yeah, we'll come. And so I was I was just thrilled with the, with the opportunity. And, and I knew that we had to hit a home run. It had to be, it had to be great or there wouldn't be a second one. And so obviously we're here this year and I'm super happy and I'm super grateful to, to be able to do it. But it was just a bad circumstance kind of made an opportunity and we, we took it. I want to I want to talk about the amount of vendors that are here because normally, I mean, you guys are Midwest-ish, but where I'm at in the Midwest, most of these cigar events are three or four cigar vendors. They don't like to share the spotlight. But you have 20 plus vendors here 25 i think and you have guys like oscar valadares nick sears from lh cigars you've got luciano morales here you've got uh, risty from jsk all of these big names in the cigar industry you brought them here with 20 other vendors how did you pull that off i again cannot take uh, a lot of credit for that i have some very good friends in uh rick rodriguez who uh, got on the phone last year and called Eric Espinosa and said, you need to go this, bro. And I throw the bro in there because both of those guys, that's that's their catchphrase. But um, And when, when these other uh, manufacturers and vendors found out that Rick was coming and that, uh, uh, you know, Eric Espinosa was coming, they're like, oh, well, it must be, there must be something to it. We'll go. Sure. Put us down. And so I just... I, I don't like to use the word lucky because I just feel blessed because these uh, Ricky and Luciano 
are two of my f- absolute favorite people. Forget the cigar industry. You can throw that out and just say favorite people. And uh, to have them involved, it's just been overwhelming. I, I get choked up, and that sounds corny, I guess, but it's true. Uh, people that know me know I can get emotional, but um, it's 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 incredible the, the the amount of love and support that we've got from these guys, and the love and support from the community. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday uh, out on the patio at Fat Ash Cigars. If you guys are driving through, it's right off I sixty four. You've got to go to Fat Ash Cigars. It is such a great lounge. It is everything you want in a lounge. The vibe. It's, and you said, I said, what makes this place special? Like, it's going to sound corny, but it's community. And this is the epitome of that. I've talked to guys who've driven three, four hours, eight hours. Freaking Luciano flew in from Nicaragua. He did. He did. And, you know, James, until uh, here a few weeks ago, I was not familiar with your podcast or with what you do so i don't nobody, nobody else is either. well no 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 man I, I you're just very professional about it and i thank you for that but it really seems um uh, you know i don't know how, maybe you're complimentary like this to everybody i don't know i don't know I'm not. <laughs> okay okay <laughs> but I, I we talked about it and talked about it and talked about it the people in this in this area in this region are amazing they uh they've supported me uh, crazy it's it's i was just talking with uh, robbie graham and robbie has a uh, a fantastic shop in huber heights ohio up above dayton and he drove down last year and he's here again this year but we were talking and he said you know these people are rooting they're rooting for you they're they're they just want to see your success and uh it, it's true they're loyal and they're fantastic and they're complimentary and they're not they're not grumbling. It seems like the rest of the world, no matter what you do for them, they, they would complain. These people just all day long have just came up and patted me on the back and thanked me. And I really don't feel uh, like worthy of taking that thanks because so many people behind the scenes, my wife, my employees' wives, they're all here, our friends, our friends' wives, and they're all pitching in. And what can we do? What can we do? How can we help? And that's what's making this thing it's what makes it go the support of the community uh here in boyd county uh i have just a tremendous relationship with uh, uh executive judge cheney and uh he he makes everything go in this county um uh, andrew Steele is the uh, d- director of tourism for boyd county and they have been uber supportive they anything that they can do they will do and then they continue to ask, what else can we do to make this work? So I really owe it all to uh, to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and, and the great people in this area. It's such a beautiful area. If, you have, if you're not familiar with the highlands of Kentucky, it's just absolutely gorgeous. And it's, we talked about this again yesterday, it's, there's a desert around here when it comes to cigars. Like it's two hours in any direction. And your lounge is the oasis. And when I say oasis, I mean that in the very literal sense of the word because it is gorgeous. You just expanded. You've got 24-7 access for members, member lockers. You have a gift shop. I've never walked into a lounge that has their own gift shop uh, that's separate from everything. And I'm like, this is, it's just amazing. And everyone is so friendly and everyone is so welcoming. Southern hospitality is a thing. What possessed you to... 
to open up the lounge in the first place because Fat Ash is only five years old, right? Right, right. We opened in 2017, late 2017, and it was I've I've smoked cigars for 30 plus years, and I've always loved it. I was just never in a position to open a lounge. I'd been to plenty uh, all over the country, and 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 really wanted it i just didn't have the the financial resources and uh i'm not going to get on into it on here but uh, there there just was a couple of people that that hardly knew me uh that took a chance because of they knew my dream and they they helped make it happen and it's 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 a it's a script out of hollywood you wouldn't believe it so like i said i don't want to go into it just because it sounds yeah right what do you what you have to do i i it, i can't i can't even explain it but um it was just a passion. I I wanted something here for cigar smokers. Uh, we have a an online little club that we started about eight eight years ago, eight or nine years ago, called Grand Old Puff on Facebook, and uh, we already kind of had a community established. We had three or four hundred members in the in the group when I opened, so I had this captive audience, and I was like, "Hey guys, it's happening. We've got a chance," and so I got a lot of instant support. But just it was just something that I wanted to do because there wasn't someplace you could go and enjoy a cigar other than your back porch. It's it's a shame you really can't go anywhere now other than to a designated cigar smoking establishment or your own home and enjoy a fine cigar. Uh, here in Boyd County, that's a little looser. So the reason I, I didn't live here, uh, I lived about 45 minutes away. But, you know, I felt like, let's go where we're wanted, where we're welcome. And they actually said, yeah, come on down. We, we would love to have you. Um, again, the blessing that we've received is not long after we opened, this part of the, uh, of the area started developing and stuff popping up all around us. So I decided very early, we are going to make this, this lounge better every day. And it's not rest on our laurels you know we got to make it better and so that's one of our mottos and the other one is we're inclusive not exclusive uh there's no room for that we don't want any you know clicks or it, it's everybody we're all in this together and 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 so we welcome everybody and, and that's that's what we're about and i always ask out uh, lounge owners this because in the world we live in somebody says the wrong thing somebody gets triggered we're so divided politically how do you avoid that at fat ash cigar lounge you know uh one thing james i used to be a um a political junkie i i i woke up thinking about it i went to bed thinking about it and it and it i've got to tell you it made me a miserable person i still have my convictions i still have my um you know uh my thoughts on how things should be in this country but you know what those are mine and i need to keep those mine uh and i feel like other people need to do the same i agree with uh, most of the people that come in to my lounge on, on a political level but one thing we don't do is we don't talk about politics i don't have the tvs on most of the time unless there's you know sports on we're we're this is red's country we we, we pull for cincinnati and and i'm a you know i'm a huge baseball fan but we watch other sports too um, but but that's pretty much it, unless it's something crazy on uh, on YouTube or something that we want to watch. But we, we stay away from that. We're about community and um, just, you know, investing in each other's lives and being supportive and, 
and getting to know people. It's uh, it's a lost art. It's something that people don't do. They're they're stuck in their phones, uh, stuck in their own thoughts, and they're feeding into the division and, and poison that's that's being fed to us that we can't all uh, be friends. We can't get along, and so we just don't have it in our lounge. I don't have a lot of posted rules, but the folks that come in know. And if they don't know, they soon know because the other guys say, yeah, we, we don't talk about that. Right. You know. Right. Let me ask you uh, this, because you have live music all the time at, at the lounge. You've got live music here at the event. Does that help keep things more even keel? And Because you don't see a lot of people. This is the thing that, that got me. As I'm walking around talking to the manufacturers and talking to the folks here uh, and some of the, the people here that came to the event, they're engaged. They're not looking at their phone. Do you think the live music helps with that? You know, I don't know if it does or not. And that was, I'm going to say that's a selfish thing on my part because I love <laughs> i love live music. And I wanted to bring that to, this area is rich. I mean, super rich and blessed to have such awesome talent. Like, I don't know if everybody down here owned a guitar at the age of five or what it is. <laughs> But we have got tremendous talent, tremendous singers, tremendous uh, even uh, bands of, of all different genres. And I want them to have an opportunity. So I, I bring them into the lounge. I always pay the artists. And I tell them up front, I cannot pay you what you're worth. We don't sell alcohol. Uh, not against it. But um, I just decided to not take my lounge in that direction. Uh, I enjoy it on occasion myself. But it is not something that actually brings a lot of extra revenue in if i have live music just because alcohol normally is what drives the, the ability to bring them in but i still have these people that want to play even though i don't have to i can't pay them a lot i give them all the tips and i pay them but it's it's just something to do other than staring at a tv and not knowing what you're going to be fed from one moment to the next music is something that unifies us i think and it, it just it's good for the soul and i just i love it I can't, i'm always listening to music so no I, I i absolutely agree with that so i want to ask what's next for fat ash cigar lounge because this it's a destination spot it kind of has to be a destination spot you're two hours away from anything else so it has to be a destination spot and you made it that what's next for the lounge um you know last year after the herf we started the expansion uh, this year, I've got some ideas. I want to improve our outdoor seating area, uh, maybe expand it some, maybe have a stage where we can have some uh, bigger acts to come outside. Um, I, you know, we just got our exclusive, first ever exclusive cigar that was released today. Um, and I, I want to look at things like that. I have people all the time ask if we're going to open up a second location or anything. And I'm, I'm just kind of hesitant. I just keep wanting to make what we have better. Um, but if, if a perfect opportunity arose, I could see it, you know, because I get, a, I, I do get a lot of compliments on it and they are saying, you should put one of these here. You should put one of these there, you know, and, uh, that's all well and good, but I'm getting old. You know, I, 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 I live two minutes from our lounge, which is a, also a blessing. Uh, I don't know if I want to try to start again. <laughs> I just want to keep making what we have better and bring people here, yeah. you know, so uh, it is a destination, but if we if we keep making it better, uh, hopefully more and more people find out about it can enjoy it. So you talked about the the lounge exclusive from uh, JSK the Munchies. You want to talk about how did that come about real quick? And for folks who couldn't come, if you have any left, 
which I'd be shocked if you did. Uh, how can they get a hold of it? Okay, so um, the munchies, it's a, it's, it's a hot button. It's, it's a hot topic. I just <laughs> talked about not being involved in politics, and so there, here I go. Uh, I, I team up with a guy that is very controversial in the cigar industry. Uh, he has a passion uh, for the industry. He has a great disdain for the regulation that is being forced upon the industry from the FDA. And although uh, I just had this conversation with him, I said, although I wouldn't go about it the way you do sometimes with your <laughs> outspoken uh, comments and, and, and just kind of uh, over-the-top antics, I, I support it because, uh, you know, it is, it is wrong being told uh, what we should smoke or what we couldn't smoke. So in that, I had a decision to make. He offered me an exclusive and the more I thought about it, uh, I thought, you know what, I'm all about freedom. And uh, the industry itself is even pushing back against him for doing this infused cigar. But the fact of the matter is, if we, as an industry, push down somebody that's trying to do something innovative and, and uh, exciting and new to the industry because they don't do it themselves or because they have a fear of this regulation, then they're winning. The, the FDA is winning if we carry their water for them and say, no, we shouldn't do this as an industry. So the more I thought about it, even though, like I said, me and Rissy are about as different as we can be, but we are friends and, um, you know, I believe in what he's doing. And so this is very exciting. This Munchies, I believe, is a brand new category of cigar. It is infused and a lot of people just stopped listening probably because... <laughs> But infused, this infused uh, process that he uses, is it's special. It's unlike anything I've ever tasted. He doesn't take garbage tobacco and try to douse it with as much Kool-Aid as he can. He has a process. He uses a great tobacco. Uh, these are uh, San Andreas wrap, wrappers on these. And the flavors, it, they trick your mind. You, you cannot believe you're smoking something called Fruit Berry Crunch Cereal and you're tasting the fruit, but you're also tasting the cereal. And they don't have a sweet cap. So, but your mind is tasting the childhood memories of eating, you know, the, the cereal. And it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. So I'm very excited about that. If people would like them, uh, if we have any left after this event, they can call a shop. I don't have an online presence because like I keep saying, it's about community. It's about coming yeah, into the absolutely. shop. I'm not really about sending stuff out. I want people to come see us and, right. and, and get to know them. I want to get to know them. But they can call the shop for this uh, exclusive. Uh, and, and our number is 606-254-0484. And we'll be happy to ship them to you. That'll be in the show notes as well, guys. Last question. This is your second annual. What's what, what's in store for the, for the third annual, Dwight? You know, I, uh, like I said, the motto is just make it better. And uh, next year, I have some other ideas, but the biggest idea I have, and if there's any uh, cigar manufacturers or companies listening, I would uh, love to talk to you because next year, the day before we have our consumer show, I would love to get a show that is designed for the brick and mortar shops to come in, meet these fantastic reps and principals them to exchange uh, customers, customer bases, and for other brick and mortars be, to be able to bring deals back and share them with their customers. 
without having to go through a big expense. This is a very low cost area to stay, to visit, uh, lodging and food and everything. It's not like a big city. Uh, it's not Vegas. It's not Vegas. It's not Vegas. Nothing against that. You know, that's great what they do there. But um, sometimes it's just not for the single shop owner. It's just not financially feasible, or at least it's not uh, financially responsible to spend all the money to go out there to save. You, you've, you've, you've spent your savings on the trip. So here we are within uh, a, an easy distance. This venue is fantastic, I think. It's one minute off of the interstate, uh, you know, and so and my shop's only five minutes, six minutes down the road from here. So next year, I'm, I'm hoping to have like a brick and mortar rally and call it something like that and do that before and then have the consumer show the next day. I can tell you, Dwight, talking to some of the manufacturers here, they're like, this is we would prefer this over the PCA because everyone's the same size. We're all the same and we're all it's communal and it's supposed to be communal. So you've done something special here next year. Guys, you missed it this year. Next year, do not miss this. The, my old Kentucky Herf, this place is awesome. Ashland, Kentucky is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. If you go into downtown Ashland, it's like Main Street, USA. Everyone here has been super friendly, super nice, very welcoming. I can't thank you enough for inviting me to this. This is absolutely fantastic. Probably the best event I've been to, and I've been to quite a few. This is absolutely fantastic, Dwight. Thank you so much. James, thank you. And, and your kind words, uh, they mean a lot. And uh, I'm just glad that you could be here and be a part of it. And thank you for sharing it with your listeners. Thank you so much. Thank you. And that's going to do it for this very uh, special bonus episode of Simply Stogies. Thank you so much for listening. Join me next time where I'm not quite sure what I'll be talking about, but I promise it'll be Simply Stogies. Stay smoky, friends. Thank you for listening to Simply Stogies. Visit simplystogies.com for the latest articles and reviews. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for the latest in video content. And please rate and review Simply Stogies on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. You can follow James on his cigar journey on Instagram at Simply Stogies Podcast, all one word, and on Twitter at the Twitter handle at Simply Stogies. If you have a question or suggestion for James or would like to be on the show, please send an email to info at simplystogies.com. 